Welcome to another episode of the Fan Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Make sure to subscribe to the Fan Asia on all major podcast platforms. My name is Tony Tony, and joining me on the panel we have yes, Gino Rafino, very famous sportscaster. Everyone knows him. And uh, from uh, Moralco we have Chris Newsom, and a good buddy of mine from uh, H Town, Javier Delgado. Uh, welcome, guys. It's nice to see you. I know a lot of you guys are happy. Some of you guys are upset. I'm upset. <laughs> Javier, I know you're upset. Both our teams are out. It was a great year, bro. Quite a bad. It was a- the only two guys smiling. The only two guys smiling. <laughs> They're still in it to win it, man. Uh, it was a painful <laughs> game. It was painful yesterday, and it was a painful more more painful for you, Javier. Knowing that you know this was this was a I big don't know what what yeah. pain equates. I think pain is more painful where when you're within grasp, when you're minute seconds within grasp. Like hundred percent down score three, and there's thirty eight seconds left on the bottom, and you have it within your grasp. It's, I think those are the most painful moments when you're yeah, down three yeah. one, and your team decides not to show up. It's more like okay. Or when, when you get all the way to game seven, the dagger, the dagger shot—you just like. Oh, it's man. it's for sure. It's a game seven, man. It, it has. Yeah, to be whenever game. you get to the game seven, hundred percent. You get all the way to the game seven, and you're all stars. You're all Philly fans. They just like. <laughs> you get the game seven, and your all star shoots the worst three point percentage of all time. <laughs> oh my god. Our, our our supposedly Kawhi replacement was a no show in this series. Game four, you know, uh, spicy. There was no spice. No. What the? Did we order mild? What the hell happened? Like, tell me what goes on, um, Chris. Let's let's talk about the East. Let's talk about the Raptors and Celtics right out, right off the bat. What happened to a player that has so much potential? That's you know the 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 championship. The season before this one, he had so much, you know, I mean, plus points. He had so much potential. And in a series like this, which is crucial, he's just a no-show. Jalen Brown had locked him in. And if you're that great as a, you know, I mean, as an all-star, you find ways to, to change it up. You find ways to, to score. And it, he was just zero. Yeah. Um tones like honestly what I saw uh, in this series and also what I saw from Giannis um, in basketball it's what we call scouting reports right so once uh, you you start to prove yourself you start to make make a name for yourself all of a sudden that scouting report starts to change that scouting report uh, starts to key in and lock in on on your habits and tendencies even more so than they did before so having that all-star title is even more of an indicator that you're going to have that uh, that scouting report because first thing on the scouting report, this guy's an all-star. So, okay, let's pay attention to him, right? Uh, so especially in the playoffs, now you know your all-stars are the ones that drive your team. And once those scouting reports start changing up, you start getting different looks. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and once they expose you and find your weakness, then they're just going to keep exposing you. This is the playoffs, you know, uh, similar to, to how – LA doesn't even close out on Westbrook, right? Like, why? Why would you do it? So yeah. um, that's kind of what we saw with with Spicy P and and also with Giannis. You know, they they locked in on what they're gonna do, and 
you know, force them to get on, uh, force them to be uncomfortable. And you can see it all over Spicy P's face. You know, he would miss a shot, his, his head's down, you know, his body language change and things like that. And that's something that you definitely can't have from your all-stars, especially in the playoffs. I think we all think, go ahead. I was going to say, plus I think he's not ready. Right. I mean, so he's still, uh, he's still ascending. He's not there yet. I think he he is going to be a good player. He will probably figure it out, but I mean, Tatum's kind of figured it out already, right? So you've seen people, you've seen stars who are all stars kind of take that next step. Tatum, Luca, um, maybe to a certain extent, Jamal Murray. But it seems like Spicy P, uh, he's still on his way up. And and Chris is right, 100%. Uh, they were able to lock in on him. They, they did a scouting report and he couldn't adjust. I think where Spicy P uh, last year, especially in, in their playoff run, because everyone was, was was paying attention to Kawhi, yeah, and maybe Lowry. So Spicy P wasn't really that big of a draw yet. He was able to mm-hmm. get get some shots off because mm-hmm. people weren't probably respecting him at the, you know, like who is this guy? Kind of even like Norman Powell uh, last year. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? You think they're they well uh, Van Fleet? Ibaka and Gasol. So they're free agents. Free agents. Okay. So. Well, I think Van Fleet might get some suitors. Yeah, he wants so money. Really for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's time for him to get paid for sure. Yeah. I think, for sure. I think he's just getting what? A uh, couple, couple million? Right? Well, I think under right. 10. Under 10. I think, yeah, 9 million, I think, a season. So he's 26 years old. This is his best season ever. So yeah, he's he's yeah. gonna get one. He's, if there's gonna be a time that he's gonna get a big contract, it's now. Yes, yeah. So he's got a strike now, because otherwise, he may be one of those guys. Who, uh, he's 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 gotta he's gotta take whatever money's offered to him. But you don't want to be like Scotty Pippen. <laughs> and if there's a team out there that, there that that you know is willing to pay, whether it's uh, a Milwaukee or another team out there that could use services of his services. I, I would. I and I. But Chris, I'm gonna. I want to ask you. Like, if somebody offers him, let's say more money, but it's a program that's not clearly not gonna win, or if it's let's say a Milwaukee or you know a team that has a chance but less money. Which one do you think he would take? What would you What would you take? I think honestly, you got to weigh it out. Yeah. But uh, in my my opinion, I think he would go for the money. Yeah. Uh, because that's honestly what we play for, and um, you know, he he already has a championship, so it's not mm-hmm. like he has he has to go chase the rings for for his legacy or whatever. You know, he he doesn't necessarily need that because he had. You know, a historical year. He already has a, a a memorable championship in the NBA, which for a lot of players they don't even have that. A lot of great players, and that's the yeah. one thing that they wish they had. You yeah. know, they got the money but no championship. So he already has one of those off the list. Now it's like, okay, I got the championship. Let me go see how much money I can make, and then maybe towards the end of my career, let me go get on a team that I can get a championship with. But I think, uh, like you were saying, you know, that window to get money is so uh, is yeah, so quick. Yeah, and he has to take it now because you're talking about you signed a two-year contract. Uh, what are you, 28? 
29 and then you hopefully do well after that you get another max deal or whatever after that but uh, you want to try to jump on it while you have the momentum and while you have uh, uh, you know his play really spoke for it this year so and that's that's the year after the championship so he already proved that he can do it back to back years so uh, I kind of think he's going to be like another Mike Conley in that sense, you know, but, uh, you know, Mike Conley don't have a championship, but he's yep. getting paid, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, there was yeah. a time when, when he was the hot, when Conley was the highest paid player in the NBA, exactly, right? which is insane. Yeah. But wild. No, Kudos no to yeah, Tom, much respect yeah. to the Raptors. They, they really, uh, they really gave it a really, it was probably for me, this one and the Nuggets Jazz were the two most entertaining series uh, yeah. so far in the bubble. Yeah, I mean that that just goes to show how how talented the Raptors were last year with Kawhi. Considering you know Kawhi would always hit those mid jumpers, and if get if they were in trouble, he he'd bail them out. Um, and that's what we lacked, and I think that's what we lacked over the five years that we always made it to the playoffs. We could never make it make it past LeBronto. Um, Fuck! It was so frustrating, and that. But because we won last year, there's no hate for this year. You know what I mean? Right. With our with, with our best player leaving, along with Granger, um, Green, Nick, Green, uh, Danny, Danny Green, Danny, Danny Green. Green. Yeah, Danny Green. Sorry. Uh, like, it's like there was no way but up. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if we make it, we make it because we already won, and Kawhi left them. So usually it's you when when a player of that magnitude leaves your team, it like starts to crumble. But we demoralizes kept, you. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like shoot, man. It's like your girlfriend leaving your wife, taking everything and say, you know what? I'm packing. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I'm heading. Imagine home. Cleveland after LeBron left. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Both times too. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and Toronto survived. Yeah, they did. Nick Nurse, man, I think he's he's gonna be around for a long time. I hope yeah. so. I hope. Coach. Coach. No, I, I hope you know he he decides to in the future stay and 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 continue what he has done and built uh you know in, in Toronto because amazing what he's done and to change it up in Game Six, you know what I mean to put Anobi uh and then he made him center because he 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 knew that things weren't happening and that that, that just changed the game. You know, I mean, it really effed up the Celtics. Yeah, and he also plays good defense, like what he did to uh, Taylor. OG, yeah. OG oh, plays really good. No, I meant, I meant uh, Nick Nurse. Oh, oh yeah. Nick Nurse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was crucial. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's crucial, man. Big stop. Big well, stop from Coach. Young, you got young pieces. He's still got young pieces like, you know, Spicy P, OG. They're still in their 20s. It's not but, like, you know, when Kawhi left, there was nothing, you know. I'm a Norman Powell fan, though. Yeah, he's no, good, man. He's, he's, he's nice. He's nice. I'm not afraid of nobody. He's but nice. How about, how about Gasol? What do you do with Gasol? I think you got to keep him. Right? I think, I think you, you got to keep him. You have to find a way to keep everybody. Yeah. yeah. I wish you could. I, you know what I mean? But I'm sure this was Ibaka's best season. You know what I mean? Considered well, man. Very well. You know what I mean? Like consistent beyond, beyond the arc. Usually when it, when, when, yeah. So we're gonna see. We'll, we'll see who stays and who goes. Um, moving on, what we all predicted, except the Miami's in and the Bucks are out. Holy shit! Yeah. Like, 
I think Gino was the one of the yeah. Uh, and and uh, yeah. these two guys said that yo sleeper even before. Yeah, I still I still said the Bucks though, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Same here. There, there there cannot be anyone out there who thought that the Heat would beat the Bucks before no. the playoffs started. No way. No way. No way. But, no way. but I mean, did you see that that stat? It's uh, the winning percentage in the postseason of Coach Spo and Popovich. Coach Spo is uh, Popovich is sixty percent. Coach Spo is sixty-two. Oh shoot! He's higher than Pop, the one of the greatest coaches of all time, arguably the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, and, yeah. and Coach Spo is has a higher winning percentage in the postseason. And then you combine that. Were yeah. really he dominated in those LeBron yeah. years. Yeah. And then you you put in Pat Riley with Eric, you know, Coach Eric. Like it's okay. It's it's really like you ha- you have this the the culture right the, the culture in, in San Antonio. Uh, it, it really shows how how culture can really affect a franchise. So the culture in San Antonio, the culture in in Golden State, the culture in Miami, specifically those, those three places. Because I think the LA teams, specifically the Lakers, have other draws. But San Antonio, Miami, uh, Golden State. Oh, I think Boston, and maybe. Maybe, yeah, Boston. Oh. I think more than anything, it's the, it's the system. It's the culture implemented by the coach and the GM. And, and it really does something to people. Like, I could totally see people want to play for the Heat, even though they know it's going to be tough. That their 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 body fats are going to be measured every day or every week, or I don't know how they measure it there, but they, they are measured. And but people will be open to it because they want that challenge, right? The the competitive fire in them, the dog in them, then they, they want that. And it's 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 different in San Antonio, it's different in in Golden State, and it's different in Boston. But the the one in Miami is really intriguing because. It's they know people who go there know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, and that's the reason why they want to go there. So they get that type of guy. That they get those type of players. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's what makes them special. So who do you guys really got? I want to know who you guys got. I want to know. No home court too. You know, we all picked the Bucks. I think. I think all of us picked the Bucks. Everyone. Right? Yeah. I picked the Bucks to go to the finals. Yeah, me too. Clippers versus Bucks, but um, now that the Bucks are out, what are we looking at? Game seven, game six, game five. I, I, how much does Boston have left? That was a brutal series. They gassed out, man, and they they fifty two minutes, fifty three minutes, fifty four minutes. How much do they have left? My but. my only my only take about it is the way the Celtics play the Raptors. And the Raptors pretty much, I think they only had one guy who was an experienced Matt Thomas. Um, they had veterans all, all across Toronto. My only question is, can, can Tyler Arrow and Duncan Robinson stick it to these Celtics defenders? Can they stick it on, on, and win four games? Because we know what Jimmy's going to do. We know what Bam can do. And we know what Dragic can do. But what about the two young guys? That, that's my only thing I'm wondering if the Heat can do it with those two young guys against the Celtics defense. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, – yeah, so wait, who are you saying? <laughs> the, I, I think the Celtics might have a slight edge um, in okay. terms of 
their first. So how many games? Out. How many games? I think it can go to seven. Seven games, Celtics. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Boston. Uh, I think Boston's gonna win. I don't know how many games yet, but uh, this is why is because they just went up against one of the smartest teams in the NBA. Uh, so that is a good chess match already. And when you're talking about playoff basketball, it's definitely about chess matches. Um, but on the other end, the Heat hasn't really faced adversity in the bubble yet. So, um, you know, they haven't had their backs against the wall to the point where, you know, it's a do or die game. They're about to go home because they've just been mm-hmm. killing everyone, right? Yeah. So I think this is going to be the first time that they're going to feel some adversity. And, uh, and, and I think Boston does have the pieces. Uh, playoff basketball is going to be defensively. It's going to be one on the defensive end. And I think the Celtics have all the defensive pieces. Um, when you look at Miami, to try to keep Duncan Robinson on the floor, he's also going to have to play defense. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be where they're going to be challenged. And, I mean, it's definitely possible. It's going to be a great – it's going to be a great matchup. Um, Jay but, Crowder, do it or not. Jay Crowder. Yeah. So it's just going to be interesting to see how the coaches use their pieces and how they uh, try to, you know, get players off the floor, uh, per se, like in the, in the manner of, like, mismatches and, and just moving things around. So, uh, But I definitely think Boston has more to work with. And after going through a seven-game series, yeah, it's taxing. But honestly, I think that was great practice uh, to get into the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Without Hayward, too. Yeah, yeah Hayward's so, coming so, yeah, I saw him in a shoot around. He was shooting back. around, I think, game six and seven. Yeah. I say Boston. We'll go ahead and say seven. Boston and seven. seven. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go, Gino. <laughs> I, 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 I would love a Celtics Lakers finals. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a good, would, that's good for ratings. That's good for man, ratings. Man, I would love a Lakers Celtics oh, finals. Now that would bring all the classics back. Yeah, all the all the merchandise. But I don't Rondo know, I, being on the Lakers too. The, the yeah. Heat really intrigued me, right? The Heat. I, I think Chris, one of the reasons why, well, aside from them, I think one of the reasons why they haven't been tested is because they're just that good. Yeah, that's yeah. A, you know you know what I mean. I mean, they sure the, the the Bucks weren't as good as they were. Throughout the regular season, when the during the restart, they, it's it look they look like a completely different team. But I think what Miami has shown since the since the restart is really impressive, and it, it goes back to the psyche that the that Jimmy Butler had when they when they went in, and everything was all business, right? Like he didn't want people visiting him, family and friends, whatever. They're there to work. They're there to they're there to play ball. And if there's a team in the East that, 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 that can come out of this, I, I really think it's, I, I do have a feeling it might be Miami. And even before, even like, I didn't like it. I didn't like the, the matchup against the Bucks uh, for them, but they completely proved me wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. they've surprised me everywhere, every single time. So I, I'm, I know I called him a dark horse, but I maybe they should have been the favorites. I don't know because they really looked that impressive. 
So I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to pick the Heat, even though I want yeah. a, Lakers, I want, I want a Lakers Celtics final. So I, I'll, I'll, it'll be a win-win for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Heat, heat in how many games? Uh, I'll go, you know. I'll go Heat seven. Okay. That means right. the, the, the coaching matchup is going to be fun too. Yeah, that's going to be. Um, I think the Heat are on a roll. I think they're yeah. they're they're so focused. Uh, but like what Chris said, you know, I mean the the Celtics that they they got a good they they had they were put to the test, and I think it might be easier for them this matchup with uh with with the Heat. But um, the way I just saw the Heat dismantle yeah. the Bucks on a not just on a on a physical, just but mentally, they just put them out. Like it was, they were so bad. Like Middleton, uh, Bledsoe. Even though you know, I mean, you, it's it's the players themselves. You know what I mean? That uh, that 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 gets stuck or that miss shots. But these guys are all stars. These guys are like professionals. So uh, and it's not their first time to be in the playoffs. So and, and to to have two rookies or, you know, Hero and Duncan, you know what I mean? Duncan's, the, you know what I mean? These, these guys, they could have put them apart, but they didn't. Uh, this is a team that had, Bucks were number one in wins and, and had the best record in the league. And for the Heat who just, you know, they weren't even, they didn't even know they were going to make it this far, I bet you. <laughs> I mean, not, no one did. Everyone counted them out. So, you know, just for that, just for them beating the Bucks the way they did, yeah, uh, and making Giannis unfollow his his teammates. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going with Heat in seven. I'm going with Heat you because this seven game series that the Celtics had, I'm sure they are exhausted. Like man, but they're young though. They're young. But, but you know what? Yeah, they're young. But you know who? If thing comes back, which I think he probably will, it'll be a different series, definitely. If Hayward can come back healthy, um, and and take care of that ankle, I, I it's it's gonna be different. But the Heat are on a roll, man. They're on a roll, dude. They're on a roll. And I mean, I've, I've never been I've never been a Celtics fan. The one thing that I think I appreciated about the Celtics in this round, not really against Philly, but it's how they responded against Toronto. Whenever Lowry would make a big shot, when Powell would make a big shot, they would respond yeah. and not panic. Their defense would lock up, cause Toronto to make turnovers. And it's in the moments of these that matter. That's what impressed me. It's like these, these, these pressure points, when it matters, Boston made the right decisions. They made the right plays. They, you know, they went for it. And, and Toronto, if, if Boston was, wasn't really sticking it to them. Toronto would be against Miami right now. I, I just want to ask you guys. Yeah, that's what I saw. It's just, you know. What does this have an effect, uh, you know, with Giannis unfollowing his teammates? Would you unfollow your teammates, Chris? Not necessarily, but, um, I mean, I guess it's just to make it a little more clear. Yeah, like, it's like, Clear that that it's it's uh, it's on his mind. Yeah, this is not okay. Yeah, yeah. but it's but didn't he mind, sure. didn't he say that he's not leaving? Didn't he say that right yeah. after? 
Yeah. LeBron said he'd never, he would never leave yeah, Cleveland, too. My yeah, ex that, told that me is. the same thing, Gino. My ex told me I'm not leaving. <laughs> and look at, look at me now. You know, it's 20 years later. You know, so I, I don't believe. I don't, I don't be, Kevin Garnett, right? Or uh, what's Durant. His name? Kevin, Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. I, mean, I see a lot of um, Warriors fans, the moment the Bucks were eliminated, just like started posting pictures of Giannis. Like there's this fake Zoom meeting yeah. with, with Giannis, with Clay, Steph, and Kerr, and Draymond. There's, there's like fake pictures of him in a Dubs uniform. It's just like they have this confidence that they're going to get him. And that, what sucks is that that's scary, you know? And, and, and it, what sucks is that it's brother. very possible. Yes, it's not, it's it's very very possible. I was comparing the contract of Wiggins, D'Angelo, and um, Giannis. They're the same. They're getting about twenty-seven million. They can package their number two pick if they get say Wiseman, and then the num the, the number top three pick that they're getting from Minnesota next year, twenty twenty-one, and then and maybe Wiggins? put in another guy to get the brother. It's an asset. So it's scary. I mean, they have they have the assets to get him, man. For sure, they are Silicon Valley. What, what's what's crazy about the, about about the Warriors is that this is a team that's was decimated by injuries, and that's the only reason yeah. why they're not in the post. Yeah. They're not they're not in the playoffs, and it's yeah, right. It's like their gap year. It's like they it's like yeah. they they punted this year, and then all of a sudden they're back next year. It's crazy. It's like that one year, um, David Robinson. Uh, missed out like more more than two thirds of the season that they drafted him dumped in the next. Season. Yeah, it's it's very similar. Like very that. similar. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> so you think he's gonna be in a Golden State uniform? No, please, no. I just it's come on. I hope man. not for Faraday's sake. I mean, I, from KD they get Giannis. It's like come on, guys. Come on. I, I think it might be worse with with Giannis because KD. <laughs> Because he, yeah, because of the skill sets, it's different than KD's, and they already have you know they already have the shooters. So yeah. now they're gonna have another slasher who can get to the basket, and oh my god, it's just gonna be gross, man. It's gonna be gross if he goes there. But like Chris said earlier, you know, what I mean, if he was uh, Van Fleet, go for the money. And if if you were Giannis, Chris, he wants the championship, though. Yeah, if you were Giannis, where would you go? Where? No, would you leave? Would you leave if if someone offered you twenty six, twenty six million? I would. I, de I definitely would. I think Gino would too. You know, I, I mean, twenty seven million to play with Steph, Draymond, and Clay. No, LeBron did the same thing ten years ago. Yeah, he tried to win it in Cleveland. The owner Gilbert was too cheap to give him quality teammates. That so. teammate was what Daniel Gibson for a time. I mean. <laughs> oh no, Daniel Marshall. Daniel Marshall was his best teammate, I think. Okay, Daniel Marshall, Carlos, Ricky, Luzer, Ricky Davis, Jamario Moon, Zajunas Agascos was an All Star, guys. Come on, <laughs> was <laughs> Mo Will. Mo Williams. Mo Will was an All Star. Oh yeah, Mo Will. He was in Toronto. Mo Will was an All Star. Yeah, the Big moment Z. he went to Miami after one year, they get a chip, you know. It's but you also also right there. There has to be a lot of um, tampering going on right now in the bubble. So it could be anyone. It could yeah. literally be. He could literally. You could make a case for Golden State. You can make a case for Miami. You can make a case for any team. Yeah. So. 
gosh. I, I just, anybody but Golden State, please. Or the Clippers. Golden State or the Clippers, just is too much. Don't. He just has to stay in the East. I don't yeah. know if the Clippers could afford him, but. Yeah, I would stay in the East if I were. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, stay in the East. Miami. Miami. Miami is a good yeah, fit. Miami would be nice. Him and Miami. Jimmy. Oh, that would be sick. And then Hero, mm. Robinson on mm. the wing. Oh, my gosh. Crowd. Bam. Definitely not New York. I don't think he'll end up in New York. You never know. Miami is a great place for him because uh, even the culture down there is different, yeah. you know, as far yeah. as like multinational. Uh, yep. They yep. got a lot of international things going on down there. So I think he would enjoy it there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you know, his brother's pushing for that, though. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, come on, let's go to South Beach. <laughs> We're about to have a decision part two. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to the West. Uh, the Lakers. Uh, Gino, let me, you take this one. How how do you mm. how do you feel with today's win? Honestly, with today's crushing, demoralizing the Rockets, one of the best defenses in the bubble, actually the best. In Crazy. Under, yeah, and the last four games. their defense today was phenomenal. Or the Rockets' shooting was just horrible. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, it was. It was. It was I mean, the, the Lakers let up a little bit in the second quarter. Right, they had that hot start, and then the second quarter, they kind of it was shades of the fourth quarter of game number <laughs> game number yeah. four. Number four <laughs> and then, and then LeBron was like, you know, fuck this, man. No way is this. <laughs> fuck you, motherfuckers. No. It's so way. crazy that he could do that it, anytime that, he wants. It's yeah. which is which, which really bothers me when he doesn't because. Yes. It's he is capable of doing it, and there are times when you're watching him and you're like, "Dude, you're showing zero effort sometimes on defense. You're not boxing out. You're like you could totally do it easily, but you're not." And he's conserving himself, right? He's he's clearly conserving himself, and it's fine. He knows what he's doing. But today, you know what what he said was like uh, after the game, like is that he didn't. He didn't want anything to happen as, as like what happened in in, in, uh, in in game number four, but I think aside from that, I you had six Lakers score in double figures. Yeah, and that's the first time that's happened, and God knows oh, how. Yeah, long. wow. It's, it's it's been a while. AD had a pedestrian game. He had what fifteen points, something like that. No, nothing, nothing yeah. crazy. Uh, and you had Markeith Morris looking. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like an all-star. I, yeah. What really the my my what really made me happy about this win, aside from closing out the Rockets, sorry Javier. Um, okay. <laughs> was that it seemed as if the Lakers figured out something else, right? And I think Rondo's presence really helps. Um and even though they don't they didn't play even though they don't deal, they don't use their size advantage with with Dwight, with with Javale, uh, AD together. They can play with the best small ball playing team in the NBA, and I think that was that's important because if they go up against the Clippers, which is probable, they're going to need some sort of variety aside from just going massive. Yeah. And I think that that to me was in this series, especially in the last two games, that 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 is that that is huge, huge, huge. Because 
the Clippers and Lakers, if that does push through, that's literally a coin flip. But because of the way the, the Lakers have played the last two games and because they're able to transition or see, see the effects of their small ball, I would say the Lakers should be favored by a little bit now. So that's, that's, what, that's, that's why, if that's the why I'm happy with If the Lakers like that, yeah. definitely. But you know what I mean? We'll, we'll see what happens with their shooting. Oh, man. You know, I think that, they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, because uh, Rondo just brings a whole another dynamic yeah. to to yeah. the game, and um, like similar to what Gina was saying, is that they figured out a, another weapon that they could yep. use mm-hmm. at any point in time. They already know they can go big. They know how that would work out. They know exactly what that would look like because that's kind of what they've been doing. And then now they just unlocked a whole new strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just makes it dangerous for everyone else. And I think with that new strategy, that going small ball, I think that definitely uh, opens it up for their shooters. Mm-hmm. And then that that made them a lot more comfortable on those catch and shoots rather than uh, the spacing is just a lot different whenever yeah. they have the, the yeah. small ball, you know, yeah. and you could see it. And Rondo can see it. He, yep. he reads it so easily and he knows exactly where to go, where to pass it, uh, where to, you know, make the defense collapse. And it's great seeing it. It's yeah. great seeing that. And w- without Rondo, you're not going to have those six uh, other guys in double figures, those five yeah. other guys yeah. in double it, figures. It's, right. it's no surprise guys like Danny Green, Markeith Morris had some of their best shooting games with Rondo playing. That's yeah. right. But right. well, we always said this. We said that we needed Rondo to come back because Avery Bradley was a big loss. Yeah. So Rondo back would can set the pace and, and really distribute at, the ball so much better. At, at one point, you can, you can argue Rondo was a top – Three point guard in the NBA. Definitely. Yes. Actually, I despised him when he was on the side. I, so, I, so did I. So did I. But, but, you, right but I couldn't man. stand Rondo. Was he Gum? What is he Gumby? Is that what they call him? <laughs> <Gumby>. Big hands. <laughs> but but um, he he is. Yeah, I I asked um, Brian Scalabrini this this question. Whose teammates who, who played for the Celtics, right? During the, the, the Big Three era. Isn't he White Mamba? Yeah. So and you met Black Mamba and White Mamba? Yeah, oh. yeah. Matt Bonner and Red Mamba. <laughs> yeah. So oh. Scal, Scal played with Jason Kidd, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. He played with all these greats. So I asked him who was the smartest basketball player he ever played with. I thought he was going to say Jason Kidd. He said Rajon Rondo. And he said it's not even close. Wow. That's wow. insane. What a statement. Not even close? He said it's not even – He's. I don't know. But, but that's, that's it. That's, to, to play with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Jason Kidd, Ray, Kevin Garnett, and your answer is Rondo. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I, I can see that for sure. Right now, man, Rondo's – he's on a different level. Yeah, but he's another guy that kind of takes plays off, right? Sometimes he, when he's out there, he, he's, yeah. he's forcing passes, committing turnovers, yeah. missing wide open. Like there, there are, he has moments, yeah. but when he's on, he's still Rondo. He's still, he's still the, the same Celtics uh, Rondo. Uh, how do you Before feel, Javier? Um... I, I had a long chat with a lot of my friends from Houston, and we were talking about <laughs> 
of course, what's going to happen? We think the end is um, I send my condolences, by the way. But um, we, the biggest topic we were talking about is small ball. And we were always referring back to when Steve Kerr deployed the death lineup in the fourth quarter. Mm. But in their championship runs, they were using Bogut, Izzili, Kevon Looney, David Lee. Who else was a big? Uh, Daza Pachulia. Daza. You mix it up. You bang first three quarters. Well, come fourth quarter, your opposing team, their legs aren't. Then you bring in the small guys. But we realized this. Maybe you can get away with this in the regular season because you're just sure. playing one. And then, yeah. you know. But I think in a seven-game series, by the time the third quarter starts, P.J. Tucker, Rocco, and, and Jeff Green are just too tired. Because maybe you can get away with it with one game or two games. You got A.D., but they're just too big, so physical that your body – and that's why I think they became so listless the last two games is because they had nothing left in the tank. And it reminded me when, when I used to play flag football and me being a smaller guy, like, you know, if you're like a, like a cornerback and you're banging up against, let's say, a fullback. If you do that maybe two or three plays in the whole game, you won't get so dinged up, right? But if you have to go after the guy the whole okay. one hour of the game, your body, in the NFL at least it's just one game. You win or you lose that one game. You have to do this maybe four to seven times with the same guy. And I think as, as much as they bulked up, you still need like a Clint Capella to help you get those rebounds, yeah. to help you with the physical play. Because it's not a 48-minute strategy that works. And even in, in D'Antoni's run with, with, um, with Phoenix Yadamari, who was, was big. Uh, Boris Diaw, that was big. So it wasn't just Joe Johnson and, and Sean Marion trying to do the big stuff. They had help. I think it was an experiment. It shows it might work in the regular season, but it's not for a seven-game playoff season. Yeah. Playoff. It's more like, like, a, like, like March Madness. It would work perfectly yeah, in March yeah. Because you can run, beat this one team, and the next team is a different team, and you run them off the court at the same time. But it's, it's not as sustainable. And that's why we think – I think MD – D'Antoni is done, and um, somebody told me from the inside that they're looking at Kenny Atkins as a replacement coach. And we're definitely going to go for a, a pick-and-roll guy, free agency or draft. And where I realized it was, was Harden, when, when, when Westbrook, when we had CP3, CP3, and, you know, with Lob City, he had DeAndre Jordan, now he had Capella, and Harden had a role partner. So it would take off some pressure from them as they hit the inside. But not having a role guy, even like 12 to 15 minutes a game, they, yeah. LeBron knew you were going for the layup, not for the alley-oop. And so I, yeah. even you, Harden got tired because he's, he's driving, he's driving, doesn't have a role partner. And it, it shows you it's not, it's not a playoff strategy. Do you feel that um... – do you regret that they let go of Capella for Covington? You know, for that four-way trade? Actually, I was even saying they should have traded Russ for uh, Covington. But um, <laughs> it was really, it was really, um, I really liked Capella a lot. He did, he was, he was amazing um, in his five years as a Rocket. But I don't know. Um, they really went all in for small ball and it shows it's not feasible, really. And, it's I sad see. that we lost Capella for Covington when we could have gotten him in another way. 
Yeah. And the, the, the sad thing about the Rockets now is we're tied up with Westbrook, Harden, and Gordon till 2023. So people are saying, oh, we should just tank. I think we're just going to keep on using the same guys. And it's kind of like the Jazz when they just kept on trying to make it to the finals and then, or the Suns, you know, kind of like that. That's, I think the, that's what's gonna happen for the next three years. So do you, do you guys think that Chris Paul should have just stayed? They should have just kept Chris Paul. Yeah. My only problem with Chris Paul, he was only playing like fifty-four games in the regular season. Yeah. And he yeah. usually and the way the Antonio runs the system, that's why even Steve Nash that. would run out of gas. Yeah, man, they're it's, tired out, man. It's awesome. It's like you get a you get a Ferrari with a with a kid behind the wheel. Mm. Or you get a Honda Civic with Bill Gates behind the wheel. So it was like, what's your take? You know, what do you want? Yeah, it, it's. We went for the Ferrari remember, with the kids behind the wheel. <laughs> remember when when Kobe um, blew his Achilles? He was playing oh, yeah. all those all those minutes, right? He was being, he was, uh, he had to, he had to uh, be on the floor all all that time. And who was their coach? The Antoni. The Antoni. Yeah. The one thing we learned about the Antoni the past four years, it sucks because he's such a, I guess when you're a genius or a, a trailblazer where you create new systems and new ways, he's, he's too hard-headed, I think, for his own good that against the Lakers, he stuck to the same. He didn't adjust. And that's why I like about Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse, they make adjustments I, in the game. I and think Nick Nurse, I mean, uh, the Antonio is do or die with this strategy. Yeah, I think though Javier is. I think Javier. That's that's really what he knows, though. Like he's sticking yeah. to his guns, right? So he sticks to his guns. Yeah, because uh, he doesn't. I don't think he's capable of of coaching another way. Uh, that's that's yeah. that's tried and tested. He's had some success with it, and he's that's the only, that's the only effective way he knows of of of, yeah. of doing exactly. things. Whereas guys like Stevens, Nick Nurse. Um, you know, Spo, Pop, they can, they're geniuses. They're savants. Yeah. They're, that's a different, that's a, they're, they're on a different level. And, and that's why, like, the death lineup was so unique in its own way because it's like they would only save it for certain mm -hmm. parts of the game, but not yeah. all 48 minutes. Yeah, because, and that's how they won some championships yeah. by throwing off the other team because they didn't know when they were going to come in. Like Harrison yeah. Barnes was almost like the center sometimes. I remember with the Warriors, dude. They made but Harrison Barnes look really good, like almost like yeah. all, all star level. <laughs> Even got to play for the Dream Team, I think. Yeah. Team USA. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't really expecting to be the Lakers. I mean, them. They were just so dominant in the regular season for the West, and I just thought we'd have like a puncher's chance to maybe steal one or two games. But the Lakers really showed how good they were this year. And uh, this series for me, it's like it made me even think, does Giannis really deserve the MVP? Because LeBron just played phenomenal, phenomenal. Like he'd slack off for maybe one or two minutes and then just hit you for the next five. Yeah. And then and then leave you in the dust. <laughs> I, I he just played like an MVP, no, man. You know, it's He's not playing defense. The, yeah. the, you know what's getting me? At 17 years in the league, he is 10 feet above. Like he's he's just whacking balls. Like it's like Phenomenal. it's like it's like our Fili Fili Filipino female volleyball league. He, 
I'm like, yo, and he's taking, he's taking the block and then dunking it on the other end, like 94 feet later. Like, I'm like, yo, how old is this fool? My knees at yeah. at his age, man. It, yeah, man, he well, he, he, he invests in his body. He, yeah, he, right, there, I don't think there's a person in this world who invests in this body more than he does. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. and you see the results. That's and. Awesome. and it's it's really amazing what he what he's doing right at the at the level that, that he's doing it and he looks like he's in his twenties. Yeah. Sure, maybe he doesn't complete like I, I remember in his early days, like he goes to that spin move now, right? He goes to that yeah, and he, yeah. he does it a little, a little bit more often because he can't or maybe he's conserving some energy because back in the day he just jump over the guy. And that he's doing yeah. spinning, right? I, I just and just yamming on his face. So he's learning, or he's he's kind of changed a few things. But like there was that one alley oop that uh, was it Rondo or somebody threw to him, and yeah. did a side by side picture. Oh, it looked like yeah. he was still in the Miami Heat jersey. Like it was a. It's he's still, he's still. It's not as it's not for the entire game, but it's enough. Like instead of forty-eight minutes, it's ha- it's happening for thirty, or maybe yeah. a little bit more than thirty. And it's that that's that's it's he's still effective. It's crazy. But you know, at all times, he's the best athlete on the floor. Yeah, without a doubt. Without no, in, no, in spurts. So that 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 alone is impressive because when you're that old and you're still making those types of plays, and we're talking about hustle plays too. Yeah. You know, these these aren't just plays where you're blocking somebody. These are hustle plays coming all the way from help side, you got to sprint full uh, full speed and then meet the ball at a certain point in the air. That's hard to do, you know, and then and then get the ball and go all the way down the other end. Yeah, no one's ever done it like that. But I do agree with Dennis Rodman, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see what he said? He Which said, one? He, no, what he, said uh, he would – that Scotty would lock him up before mm. uh, Dennis Rodman would even get to him yeah, because yeah, this game yeah. is too simple. Yeah. And I do – I mean, I do agree. LeBron has yeah. a very, very simple yeah. game. He doesn't have a, a polished veteran game like like Jordan and Kobe does. You know, he yeah. doesn't have that that same veteran skill. Or Kawhi. Uh, he's just – or Kawhi even, yeah. He's yeah. just a freak athlete. And he's mastered being a freak athlete and how to manipulate the game to his benefit to where everyone has to play his game. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's nice to see. It's definitely nice to see. But he definitely needs help. Yeah. If, if but, the help's not there, he ain't going to be able to do it the whole game. But you know how, how Jordan and Kobe kind of changed their games toward the latter part of their careers? Yeah. Like, LeBron hasn't changed. Like, he has, he's added a couple things here and there, but not completely changed. You, you don't really see him backing down people. You don't really see him yeah. on the post. He as, settles as, more. He settles. But... What's amazing is that th- you're right, Chris. The, the athleticism is still—he's still the best athlete on the floor, which is insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. We're we're lucky to witness it while we're alive, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Man, no, for for it, the people that got to witness Jordan, then Kobe, yeah. and then LeBron, that's yeah, yeah. it was a great that, time to be alive. Yeah. That, that that's us. Well. <laughs> uh, I, I I came in yeah, on Kobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not Chris, but uh, that's that's sorry. That's that's just tones here. I don't know about you over there. <laughs> I, I got uh, Jerry West. 
Yeah, tell us it's Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Bob Cousy. Actually, Gino, um, I was speaking with some of my friends about are we going to tank next year? Yeah. And I asked them, one of the older guys in our, in our group, and he's like in his late 50s. Well, I said, when was the last time the Rockets tanked? He goes, can you believe it? it was 1982, the year before we drafted Ralph Sampson. So it was between Moses Malone and Ralph Sampson. You know what I told the guy? I wasn't even watching basketball <laughs> during that time. I was yeah. playing with like Transformers and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> so it's been a while since we thanked. Ralph yeah. Sampson. Moses Ralph Malone. Sampson, yeah. He was one of those ha- could have been. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I still... Newsom is like, who the f- fuck is who's ralph samson ralph. <laughs> yeah i, no I mean I, I was telling him the first time i ever watched the rockets like when i i mean i was still a lakers fan in the 80s it was 1987 and i go who was in our roster in 1987 it's like rodney mccray buck johnson um robert reed i go i don't know these guys <laughs> i just knew, i just knew hakeem and then we got sleepy floyd eventually i was just like that's when i started was, watching was it, it hakeem already or, or was it hakeem, hakeem. He became Hakeem, I think, in 91. 91. That's what he, he changed. He changed to Islam. He changed his yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Chris. Congratulations. You guys are still alive. Still alive till wow. 1 a.m. 1 a.m. <laughs> to about 3 a.m. <laughs> Closing game. You know what I mean? Everyone thought it was done. It was sealed. You know, Clippers advancing to face the, well, now the Lakers. Uh, but Denver survives. You know, right in the third quarter. Fantastic. And it's the veteran, Paul Millsap, saving. Yeah. I actually think um, Paul Millsap is actually one of the biggest keys that we haven't taken Mm -hmm. advantage of this whole playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he has actually had the mismatch uh, going all the way back to the Jazz. Yeah. There was nobody on on Utah that could guard Paul Millsap. But um, they have been keeping him on the outside. You know, it's kind of like a stretch forward type of player. And um, I think he finally got going because they got him involved in the pick and roll. So now he's on the roll. He's get, he's going to the basket. Uh, he's starting to dive. So that's why you see him, you know, getting to the basket. And, um, and you know, he still has that outside shot. And you forget that Paul Millsap was an all-star. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, the, the, the guy can play. He was and, good. Um, He's great, and and I think now is the the great time is a perfect time for him to step up, you know. And uh, I think the great part about the Nuggets is that you know they have that 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 mentality that you know whenever their backs against the wall, they faced it. You know, let's get through it. Uh, they showed you that they can they can come uh, from from behind, um, and you know they're they're basically going to try to do it again. They have no other option, and so they have nothing to really fear, and they're just going to keep going. And uh, I think Coach Mike Malone has done a great job of, at adjusting yeah. Yeah. in both series. Um, yeah. You know, some of the some of the things that he he's doing that I I like seeing is how he's mixing up his lineups. He's he's mixing up his plays, his play calls. As far as uh, you know, we're gonna start inside out. I do feel like they can close games better. Um, as far as I I feel like Jokic definitely has to be the guy with the ball down the stretch um, because. Whenever Murray has it in the pick and roll, he he tends to hold it too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then you don't really get a good shot out of it. But it was actually their defense, and their defense leads to transition offense, and that's where they succeed. And that's uh, the, when they started getting stops against the Jazz. That's whenever they started being successful. MPJ mm-hmm. in the open court, 
um, everyone starts getting their confidence. Everyone starts touching the ball. So I think they got to keep on getting stops. But, I mean, it's going to be real, really, really, really tough. Um, the the Clippers kind of had an off night and in, in the sense that they felt like they had it in the bag yeah. and then they, they kind of checked out. Um, so I think that's definitely not going to happen again. So it's going to come down to uh, getting stops. And, and uh, actually the whole series, is, they've been low-scoring games. Yeah. Yeah. No one's really scoring a lot. So um, whoever's going to be able to come through and hit shots at the end, too, is going to be – that's going to be a big help. The Nuggets hit big shots down the stretch, and um, they, they they just made all the right plays. And uh, in my opinion, if the Nuggets don't have the lead going into the fourth, it's, it's a wrap. So um, look out for that. They should give the um, ball to Michael Porter. MPJ. Shoot, honestly, I'd rather you stay. Michael Porter, you just stay on the outside. <laughs> you catch and shoot for now and uh, just give the ball to either Jokic or Paul Millsap. I think they can definitely take advantage of Paul Millsap in the post. Like that, that yeah, they, nice. they, Paul, Paul has that veteran experience. Yes, huh? yeah, exactly. like All-Star. You know, with Atlanta, even even with Utah, he was Utah. Yeah. Utah, he was a killer, and then he, was a kill, he, he killed us many times. Yeah, so were, were were you guys shocked that the you know it, after what Michael Porter uh, said after game? Oh, yeah. After was that game, game five, three? game game four, game five, and he comes out and he hits the crucial shot. To yeah. This one, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Yep, told you guys." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love it. That's some. That's something that like Kobe would do, you know, yeah, say something like yeah. that, and then come hit a shot, or at least take the shot. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe airballed, you know, his rookie year. Yeah, then he he airballed yeah. yeah, four. He airballed four times against yeah. the Jazz. Four times. There you go. Yeah. Growing pains. What I like yeah, about so. this series is Joker. I think compared to the Utah series, Utah wasn't trying to be physical with Joker to kind of like, you know. Oh, because they had Rudy. They had Rudy Gobert yeah. on him. But so. but Rudy wasn't like the way that the Clippers are trying to be physical with um, yeah. with Gobert. And it's like the entire team is trying to be – he's he's standing his own. I mean, like, he he's actually even just, like – he's even hitting shots after he gets bullied, you know. he's well, you, He's got some metal in him, man. But, you know, um, that's kind of a thing with European players now because you look at the same – they tried to do the same thing to uh, Luca. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that, yeah. that woke Luca up. And, exactly. and honestly, I feel like Europeans are comfortable playing that, that style of ball now. Yeah, you know they're they're comfortable with taking contact, and um, so if anything, like I love the fact that he demands the double team. Yeah, you know, and it, it just shows that he's the guy that's going to get everybody else open. Yeah, white we need, Balkan we need men that. can play hoops, man. Balk the Balkan boys, man. Shoot. The Balkan boys, yeah. but you know, back and in the day, we... <laughs> back in the day, the European guys, right? They had that reputation of being a little soft. Yeah, whether, soft, whether it was yeah. P- Peja. Or yeah. you know, if you bring it back to uh, Detlef Schrempf <laughs> to uh, to a certain extent, Drazen, Sarunis, Marcelonis, but but if you watch some of the European leagues now, dude, yeah. they're really they're rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gone into the point that it's not anymore just like a Tony Kukoc just you know going. It's it's not that that um, it's not as soft Same as style. physical. It's not that soft. It's very very physical now. Yeah, and I remember. I was it, it the, the, the FIBA? Was it last year? Around, and FIBA's very physical. Last year, and when the when when the Gilas played Slovenia, was it or or Serbia? Wow, those guys were just dude. The FIBA is 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 really it's it's physical. It's, physical. it's really really physical. 
They don't call fouls, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, the PBA players complain that they're not calling fouls. I'm like, what? P- PBA players are complaining that they're not calling fouls in FIBA? Wow. You can see it. Yeah. You can definitely see it. But I like it. As long as it's, like it, it's yeah. mutual. Yeah. As long as they're not going to call fouls on both ends, fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but for me, I, I have to give my hats off to Denver because I, sure. I, I said 4-1. You know, I, I only saw them winning one game. Honestly, I thought this was easy for the Clippers. And now it looks like, yo, I'm holding my seat. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is happening to this team? Denver- it would have been 4-1 if it was the Jazz Tones. <laughs> <laughs> Not Denver's, Denver. Denver's a deeper team. If it team. was the Jazz, it would have been 4-1. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I agree. I, I think I think the Denver Nuggets would have been is definitely a more. more not, they're the number three seed for a reason, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, Utah for a while was slipping. I mean, yeah. Denver right. was pretty but focused all year. I I, I, don't, honestly, I don't think they can. To tonight, you don't think LA, they're going to get No, no. I think that, I think they can force a game seven, but I yeah. don't think they can win. They can't win the series. Uh, they, they, it's just. It's a tough hill to climb, and they had a great run, but I think um, we've yet to see the best of Kawhi in the playoffs yet. Yeah, that's, that, that so is true. That's that's about to hit these next two games <laughs> and uh, into the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers, and that's going to be a crazy Western Conference Finals, yeah, actually. It, Wild, with no crowd. The, Can you believe the, it? You don't know yeah. crowd? In LA? First, LA versus LA? The LA first, versus LA. Well, it could be the very first LA versus LA ever in the postseason. Ever. And it's going to be done in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> Disney World. Of course. Go figure. It's like, what? <laughs> oh the my God. Time. Just imagine that the NBA's like, yo, we waited all our life for this and we're in Orlando, in Disneyland. Like, what? World. Disney World. Not Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. Like, who the hell? Would have thought of this, you know what I mean? So, but the next wild. year, season tickets are gone already. Yeah, the next year for both LA teams. Yeah, for but sure. They still have no schedule, right? Is it's nobody knows yet when it's gonna start? Oh yeah, no, no. We don't even know when the draft is. Was the draft like December yeah. or something? Yeah, we don't know. I just know that the regular season. They Adam Silver mentioned that December. No, after January. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's it's That's for not sure not gonna be this year anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they wanna they wanna have fans in the stands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give the players a, a longer break, you know. Yeah, they yeah, need the only bubble. I, yeah, I know they're they're gonna need they're gonna need a longer break after after this. Do you think if, if the pandemic continues that they'll still stick to the bubble and put all thirty teams in, in Orlando again? Just no, to, they, I don't think they can do that anymore. Yeah, they won't do it yeah. anymore. At most that what they what they could have done if if they were gonna do another bubble format is I think they're gonna put like multiple bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, do that that kind of thing around. But I don't think it's feasible for it's, fe- it's not feasible for each yeah. each team. Like and for the players, like we it's just too saw, many teams. We just it's saw so, we just saw House trying to back away, <laughs> you know. And that he did he even play? I, did I see House? I want to see if I want to see the picture of the the COVID tester though. I wonder how. There's a picture of her. It. There's a picture of her. Can you share a screen? <laughs> I've seen I'm like, it. I've seen. Well, I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if it's really her, but there there is a picture. She's the one with the big. 
I, I saw one somebody sharing, but I'm not sure it was really her. But that's it. It's the one. She she had like a uh, scrubs on, but a, with a really big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess he's been lonely for about two months. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing about it was Tyson Chandler was really trying to save him. Saying, oh, no. You know, it was me. It was me because he's not was, playing anyway. It was me. I'm not playing. <laughs> I need to expel my energy playing. somewhere. Yeah. But do, do you think... Go yeah, he wanted, he wanted out of there. <laughs> but do you think that there are some rumors that it was actually somebody else? That it was like Harden or someone? And then he just took the... He took or the was it the whole team and Daniel House was the fall guy? Uh. <laughs> Well, they're well, all going home anyway. I mean, I, I was watching yeah. the vlogs. I've, I've been watching the vlogs of like um, Matisse Thibault, uh, JaVale McGee. And I was like saying, she's probably not a tester because whenever they get tested, none of these testers look hot, right? They look yeah. in their 40s or in their 50s, you know, not attractive. And I think they were placed there on a purpose so you don't yeah. give the players uh, a temptation to think otherwise. But he probably said dress up in, in these scrubs and say Maybe. that you are a tester. Maybe. You can get away with it. It's know? possible. Because it, how else would she go or, in the compound, you know? It's either that or the testers go from a four to an eight after, after a month. <laughs> you never know. You're <laughs> not. <laughs> Many after a while, right? After a while. Now. After a while, they start to look good, you know? Like, <laughs> if they say, like, uh, if you've been in jail for five years and you're finally out, the first girl you're going to smash ain't necessarily the prettiest one. It's just someone, you know? <laughs> I can't find what she looks like. I, see I don't a, know. I don't know how she looks like. It, it's an animated uh, photo or uh, sketch of her, but it, I, I can't verify the photo that you know what I mean that I that I see so um yeah there, there's no photo of her I don't see it I don't know so if in the Rockets blog if he grew up in, in Houston or Dallas or San Antonio in, in terms of our colleges like UT U of H uh, Baylor Rice Texas A&M is not doesn't really have a good reputation um they call it like the uh they say it's a college for people who don't have anything in here. And Daniel House came from AM. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to see here? They said it was an AM uh, a move. Oh, Tony, what is this? Oh, so what are we, we going to see? Look at, let's look at your. Oh, that's how she looks like? Yeah. Oh, that's the wife. 40 oh. millennial slang oh. words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that, Tony. 40 millennial slang words, Rondo's brother. You got to keep up. You got to keep up somehow. Yeah. This is her. That's not Which, the wife? Nah, that's the wife. That's that the, the wife. Because it's her wife. Well, let's see. What is it? Scroll down. <laughs> no, it doesn't say. So basically, he's going to be, he was kicked out of the bubble and he has to go home to her. Yes. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to be where he, where he is. Uh, his house mistake couldn't have come at a worse time for Houston as he missed game three and four. <laughs> uh, even if he played, I don't think we would have won those games. Yeah, it's, yeah. he's not. A, he's not a difference. He was. Man. He was our sixth man. Yeah, yeah but it man. still hurts his rep. It still. Hurts it does hurt his rep. I mean, I'm glad we're not paying him a, a lot of money. That, that's the yeah, one yeah. thing. That's he's so not sad. earning Eric Gordon type of money. <laughs>
Yeah. I still think the Phoenix Suns had the had the most fun in the bubble. I think so. They won undefeated. on and off the court. <laughs> yeah, Un- undefeated. That, that, then uh, Book goes goes home to Kendall. Oh, All right, yeah. so who's going to win today? Who's going to win at 1.30 or 3.30 our time? Nuggets are going to win. Nuggets? For the, I want the Nuggets no. to win this game. I, I want – I dude, I want the Nuggets. I've never wanted the Denver Nuggets to win any game so badly than, than, than later. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the most I've ever cheered for the Nuggets in my entire life. I think that's a and lot to, of people, honestly. Yeah. And – to think that I actually like the the the, the Mahmoud Abdul Roof Nuggets that with, yeah. with you know yeah. I, I like even to a certain extent I like the Jalen Rose uh, Dikembe Nuggets, um, but this is the most I've ever cheered for the Nuggets, man. I, I I want them to win this so badly. And Game Seven, I don't care anymore. But I just want them to win tonight, just to force a Game yeah, Seven. Yeah, just to get to a Game Seven, exactly. I think they they, they have what it takes to win tonight. So I I'm I'm going with Denver later. I'm going with you, yes. Chris. I'm putting yes. money on you. Uh, yes. I'm going with my Kawhi. Kawhi. Yes. The middle finger block. Oh, my God. That's the craziest thing. That is <laughs> that's the craziest that, that, that block ha- has to be the most impressive block ever. ever. Like, I think so. Because it, it went down. Dude, that, that, it's insane. That's more than the Lafonso Ellis, the one he just grabbed the ball. The fool, yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that was this was the craziest block ever. Would have, it's but it's not like Murray was gonna get there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I was surprised he even tried to dunk it. I <laughs> thought he was gonna go. I thought he was gonna float it, but yeah. he went for the dunk. He was. He, he wasn't gonna the get dunk. there anyway. That I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a exhibition China versus USA, and Wang Jiji tried to dunk on Barkley. And he was so far from the ring. I, I had no idea why he was going to try and dunk this. But Barkley just basically just ate him, right? He basically just took the ball from him. But as, if you look at it, I'm like, there was no way he was going to get to the basket. No what was he trying to do? So that, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Um, but No one's going to remember that, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll just remember the, the, the middle finger, finger block. Middle yeah. finger. The thing about middle finger blocks, you don't see it with that kind of result. Yeah. Like most yeah. middle finger blocks, yeah. the ball, it's like a tip or it kind of just saunters off. But this was just like, is this finger has special stopped, It stopped the momentum it of stopped. the ball. The claw. claw and the claw. It's like nuts. And it went down. Like Yes, uh, it went yeah. down. His middle He's finger a, took the ball down, the momentum. Yeah. Like how strong are his fingers? Like what the heck? He's That's what they were saying. His middle finger can beat anybody in arm wrestling or, you know, <laughs> the myth. Yeah. All kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. coming up. He's insane, yeah. man. Uh, I'm, going for, I'm going for Clippers. Uh, I don't know about you, Javier. Um, the way they played last uh, game, game five, they just don't seem to respect the Nuggets like they should really respect the Nuggets. Like, they didn't have that Miami heat. Like, okay, these are the Bucks. Don't, let's not give them an inch. Let's just... Let's clean him off the plate right away. I think, I don't know. They just don't take him that seriously. And they were able to let him back in the game and fourth quarter. I don't think that's going to happen again with under Kawhi. I just think also Lou had a, Lou Williams had a really bad game. Um, yeah, he really did. He hasn't had a good series. Yeah, actually, he hasn't been good in the bubble, period. What I don't get is this is, you have Reggie it's, Jackson. It's the, it's, it's the strip club. 
Reggie Jackson had a really good first round. Uh, who did, who did the Clippers? Did the Clippers play in the first round? Um, who did the Clippers play in the first round? Sorry, Mavericks. Mavericks. Reggie Reggie Jackson was he was doing good, and if Lou yeah, is a cold team, you have that option. Beverly was on the bench, right? Beverly was. Uh, Pat Bev didn't play. Pat Bev plays yeah. like twelve minutes a game. They're trying to like save him for the. The, the Clippers don't the hit outside right? shots. It's going to be a long night, though. Yes. They yeah. struggle sometimes. They're they're streaky from three. Like Paul yeah. George can miss an entire quarter. Man, Paul George get all, all his buckets in like trash time. <laughs> Playoff. Like, are you are you not a not a not a PG fan, Chris? No, I am a PG fan. I'm just saying, like he. Uh, what was that game that they they were winning by a lot, and then he got like ten points in the fourth quarter while it, the game was already over, was already just so over. he can get yeah. to like twenty, so he can get to like twenty five points. Like, Man, you would have finished bad. the game with fifteen points. All <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, your points in trash minutes. No, nah, I'm just, I'm just trying to talk my mess. Yeah, well, your 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 team's going up against them, so it's all good. I know. I yeah. need I need to, I need them to struggle. But yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be a good. Uh, it's gonna be a good game. If Denver wins uh, later, it gives the Lakers a, a longer break time. Yeah, which uh, yeah. would be good. But the yeah. Eastern Conference starts right away, right? Yes, yeah. it starts. Yeah. I think Tuesday is it? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. That's uh, that's gonna be that's crazy. Who's gonna? Ha- who do you think has first blood? I'm going with Heat. I don't know you guys. They've been I'm resting thinking- for a long time, though. Yeah, I'm taking Heat. Well, I it think could they're. But see, there there are teams that the the long yeah. rest will go against them because exactly. because they uh they, they are going to be rusty, lose momen- uh lose momentum. But I don't think they're going to lose momentum, man. I don't think they're going to be rusty. I think if there's one team in the in the bubble that's yeah. not going to get rusty with with the long with the long wait, it's them. Yep. Yeah, they just in terms have of that vicinity, they have the the best home court advantage because they're yeah. playing in Florida yeah. without fans, though. No. I'm picking Miami. I'm Boston. I'm gonna go Boston. with Boston game. I go Boston game one. Okay. I go Boston. I'm, I'm going Miami. All right. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> it's a 50-50 oh. split. <laughs> I know Twitter's gonna be trash talking all this <laughs> this weekend. It's it, Gino's gonna show you stats again. <laughs> I really admire uh, Goran Dragic. He played dude. a really good series against Milwaukee. Yes, dude. dude, he is. Bo- he looks like borderline All Star. Uh, Dragic again. He's almost like Conley, like almost there, you know. Yeah. There in terms but of it, tier, I think Butler, like, like Gino says, you know, Butler takes no shit. He, he won't take, you know, mediocre yeah. for, from anyone. You know, your 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 work ethic has to be it's, at a certain level. And I think they all these players look at they all need to look at someone like Butler, and then they step up a notch. Like Hero's twenty years old. He's the first millennial. Born in 2000 to, to, to make it into a into an he's the youngest right yeah make it into a conference final yeah he's the youngest right now he's he's born in t- year 2000. Imagine what were we doing in the year 2000? <laughs> I graduated college in the year 2000. <laughs> I was trying to work uh, on the radio man in 2000 like when I was 20 man I was trying to find a job. Chris was what. Christmas. Middle school. <laughs> Middle school. Hey, those are the best times. Middle school. 
Middle school bumping Nelly with my uh, Walkman. Uh, you know, do rag. Air Force yeah. ones. <laughs> no, I was trying that to work for Power 108. You know? Yeah, that was yeah. Nelly. That was the year of Nelly and Eminem. Yeah. You know? And actually, that's when H Town was big on the map, too, in the music yeah. scene. Uh, Paul yeah. Wall was there. Little Mike Flip, Jones. Mike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was, was our McGrady bad. years. Those were painful years as a, as a Rockets fan. Why? You had, we had T Mac. You had T Mac. But we never got out of the first round. And the only time we got out of the first round was okay. The last time we played the Lakers was 2009. That was the Powell Kobe lineup. We had Lowry, Aaron Brooks, Scola, Chuck Hayes. Battier? Was Battier there? No. Carl Landry. Battier and that, I mean, because Yao and Yao and uh, T Mac were hurt, but we were able to see that's the thing, we were able to push the Lakers to seven games mm-hmm. with scrubs, yeah. Because I think Yao broke his foot game two. Oh, yeah, so games three, four, five, six, seven. We were was was basically us, and that was when our test hit uh, Kobe, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. Who was the but coach? Our, uh, Rick Adelman, but I that, think that was Rick's. Last or second yeah. to the last year as a rocket. That was that was the year that that Battier and and Artest really gelled together. Though. Yes, like that there is like Battier, one of the best. Yeah, uh, right. Like one of the best humans. Yeah. <laughs> Great basketball mind and the polar opposite in in Artest, and the two of them just worked well yeah. together. And, Ka- and Lowry was so young. Lowry yeah, was, was probably like 21, I think, at yeah. that time. 21. Yeah, look at him now. Aaron Brooks was like around 20 at that time. We were we were weird. Hey, Brooks, Brooks, was, Brooks always killed the Lakers, though. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Brooks yeah. was always on fire, man. We call them, we call them Air Brooks. <laughs> Dude, always. Like, they always light them up. It was a good series. I, I knew we weren't going to beat the Lakers, but... I never knew we were going to take it to seven games without T-Mac and Yao. That was, that was a weird year, actually, for us. Mm-hmm. And then I think Artes goes to the Lakers the next year. Yeah. <laughs> After hitting Kobe, he's like, yo, yeah. let's team up. <laughs> in the shower, right? He goes to the shower in Boston. Yeah. Like, hey, I can help you. That's crazy. That's a funny That's story. Nuts that he joins. But imagine that was 11 years ago. I mean, it just shows you how fast time flies in terms of I don't count this year, so this is 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Nice. Well, everyone's got to remember this year. So much happened, man. Yeah, and, and I think that's why, I don't know if I, if I said it in this podcast or another one, that this, this championship, the asterisk in this championship is going to be more of a badge of, but it's a badge yeah. of honor. It's a badge of honor. More than, more than anything. No home court. Um, yeah, you got a pandemic that's going on. You got a lot of social issues you, going on. You get to your family. You don't like, see your family for an extended yeah. time. Um, it's, it might be one of the hardest ones, if probably. not the hardest one. Mentally. Mentally, the, yeah, probably the hardest season. Yeah. 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 You know, for, for Emotionally and mentally, for really house, really especially for house. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> now think of this way. Imagine if all COVID testers looked like this person, I'd get a test as many times as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Just not miss You're any right, games, though. though, right? You're right. <laughs> well, no, I don't. They have to go to a certain spot to get tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't get swapped. I mean, that's that home service. That's probably like a medical like emergency. 
and, and they were getting, getting they were getting the home service yeah in the first week or the first day that they were there so they would go to the to the room and get they would get tested there but after that function, right? yeah yeah cuz they couldn't leave the rooms and after that they had to go to the to the location but like what chris said the longer they were in the bubble what yeah. was a 4 became a 10 you know yeah. <laughs> it, it's not it's not beer goggles it's covid goggles covid <laughs> Father time sometimes is not kind. You know, like, hey man, she used to be a four. Not anymore, man. <laughs> how, do you, how do you explain to your wife? You know what I mean? You're, 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 right. you're, not, you're not game three, game four. You didn't even play. Your team loses. And man. Does he go straight I, home? Or? <laughs> I guess some people, they, some people deal with this team different or? ways, right? Like if you lose a game, and like, I'm going to take it out on somebody. But, but how, I mean, how irresponsible can you be though like exactly like this is he could have burst this bubble yeah exactly yeah like it it could have it, it it's it but it just goes to show right it just goes to show just because we're heading into the conference finals it, it may not even finish like something crazy might happen true yes. true yeah, there was another killing in the states, so like, yeah. you never know if they it's, if they're gonna do another protest or or what. It's, it's the, crazy. the crazy thing was the one in the NFL. It was the beginning of the Chiefs and Texans game. Yeah, um, yeah. They, all, they all locked arms and people yeah. were booing them, and yeah, it's but like they are not kneeling down. And yeah, part of I think part of the reason though is is because they allowed fans in the stands, right? Yes. So. The, the people, and I, this is, we were discussing this in another podcast as well. The people who would go to the stadium are the ones who technically or typically would not really believe in wearing masks. Yes. You know, they don't really social distance. They basically think yeah. that the pandemic is not real. real. Yeah. yeah. And they're the ones who are ballsy enough to show up to the stadium. True. Right. So typically, those people are the ones who would boo something like that because yeah. they're, yeah. they're on the they're pro right. they're so pro yeah it was like what um the gary clark uh ex-pittsburgh steeler guy on espn said when we do something for for can breast cancer people applaud when we do something for people with down syndrome people applaud but when it comes to you know racial injustice he goes why can't you know, people treat it almost as well because there's a, there's a so there's a thing called white supremacists, you know, or white supremacy. You know, what I mean, there there are people who feel they're entitled and they're privileged. You know, what I mean, they don't they don't see it that way. Um, and um, it's only it's only if you are a man of colored skin uh, that you can. And I'm not talking about colored in terms of Asian. I'm talking black. Yeah, you see the disparity. I mean, um, and we wouldn't know that. You know, I mean, we didn't grow up or, well, I didn't grow up uh, seeing it firsthand in terms exactly. of uh, in my neighborhood. Yes, I did have a lot of uh, black friends growing up, uh, but they were also into heavy crime as well. Like, you know what I mean? But other than that, it, it's not like how it is in the U.S., you know, but it is climbing. It is getting to the point where it is it's getting bad in Toronto as well. You know, um, and there are cops, you know, pushing their weight. And it's, it's, it's something that has to be dealt with. And like, that's why the NBA is doing that stand. You know, it's, if they don't do it now, then when? And they've been doing this ever since. This is like, this is nothing new. 
Martin Luther King has already spoken out about this years ago. So, um, Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay, yeah. Cassius Clay, exactly. Muhammad Ali. So it's, it's nothing new. Yeah. It's, it's always been I just think, Yeah, I just think we're finally at that breaking point. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're finally at that point where, um, you know, change is actually going to happen. And what I'm seeing uh, as an observer of this is the fact that people are afraid of the change that's going to come, which makes them result to one yeah. side or the other. So <laughs> the fact that this change is coming, now all, the, all of a sudden they're saying like, oh, well, I don't want, you know, the world to change because it was working so well in my, in my benefit. Yeah, my yeah, favor. Yeah. So yeah. why would I want it to change? And then, uh, so that, those are the people that are like, well, I don't really see a problem right now. Like, you know, all, like all lives matter, that type exactly. of thing. Exactly. That's what and it's like, uh, uh, instead of actually, you know, just coming forward with what the real problem is, okay, yeah, this is wrong. Change does need to happen. All right, how can we change for the better like that? Um, but in all honesty, I think that the ignorance is, is all over. And uh, it's pretty clear where, who, who, it's part of that that group of ignorant people and who is not like kind of like Gina was saying, it's it's a specific group that thinks in a certain manner and in a certain way. And they all kind of react in a certain way. And I think now uh, it, it's it's being exposed to yep. where it's that that line is clear. It's yes. like it's obviously you think this type of way about about people. And, and, and I then, think because. Uh, before sports was just sports. Now sports has become a lifestyle because of social media and because these guys who have huge followings who are superstars, now they have clout. Now they have, they have leverage to now speak beyond sports, beyond the game. And people listen. People now will, will make – now you can make, make a difference through sports, really. Yeah. Exactly. And I think this, this is the best time to do it because before you'd only see Michael Jordan, but you can't tweet him. You can't, you yeah. can't retweet. And, you can't and, post. And he, never, and he never really spoke out. Oh. To him. No. Yes. And that's the thing about social media. I mean, like if something happened to me, let's say in the 80s and the 90s, I didn't have a handy cam where I was walking around. And if something racial. Handy cam. You know, like, <laughs> wait. Stop being racist because I'm going to pull out my handicap and here, shoot you being racist. Right? Here, you, you need a point of reference for Chris. He doesn't know what a handicap yeah, is. That's a handicap. Small <laughs> camera that you can bring around with the screen. The Nokia. The LCD. And now. Yeah. And they were on the tapes, right? Sometimes it's the rewind or whatever but yeah. you know like so if, if anything racial happened to me back in the day it just happens right but nobody else sees it i just tell yeah. people hey guess what yesterday this is what happened and in, in today's society with social media and everyone with cameras on their phones you see it more and and you feel it more because sometimes you know you get bombarded by all this stuff on facebook on twitter on instagram about racial things that happen and it affects you more because it in, in the in the 90s you didn't really see it until it happened to you or you heard it from somebody. You only hear yeah, it and you see it. You can see it like 24 hours well, exactly. a day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's and what I was going to say is the fact yeah. that um, now everybody is a news, uh, is a news source. Technically. Yes. Um, there, there's actually a law that says like the moment you pull out your camera, you become a public um, media agent or something like that. There's an actual term for that. Um, so now everybody is, 
considered public media agents uh, as soon as they start recording an incident, right? That's the legal term for it. And because of that, um, we, we have control of the narrative as, as yeah. a group, as an organization. Whereas before, the only people that controlled the narrative are the people that own the press companies, exactly. that own the news companies and, and the, the media outlets. So yeah. they're the ones that, that put their narrative out there as yep. to what the situation, what went down. You know, this incident happened, there was this person involved, this person involved, and this is what happened. And that's what they've released to everyone. Now it's a point, it's at the point where it's like, now you're you're hearing both sides, you're seeing both sides, and you're seeing uh, which one really is or is not true. And what really did or did not happen with your own two eyes instead of just going off of a narrative that a media outlet puts. Um, I mean, granted, there's still a bunch of junk media out there that, that people are putting up. Uh, so you got to be really careful with your sources. But I think now more than ever, uh, you're seeing both sides of, of the problem. And that's why uh, that's what's pushing it to the breaking point. Is that yeah. Even even the people that were, uh, you know, they were aware that things happened. But then now it's like when they finally see it, now they're just like, oh, my God, this hits different yeah. because they actually see it. Yeah. They actually expose, you know, it's different seeing a, a death count of, you know, uh, 5,000 people whenever it's just a number. But then when you see 5,000 bodies sitting there mm. dead, then that's, that's a different feeling, exactly. you know? So I think it's just at that point, change is definitely here. Change is coming. Um, and uh, it, it's just sad that so many people have to lose their lives during change. But, uh, you know, during those dark times, you, you have to go through those dark times in order to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that's where we're at right now. Is there that that is that light? You think going to be happening in in the immediate future, or do you think it's <coughs> excuse me, or is it a generational thing? Is it something that's kind of like, as you said, Chris, this is the tipping point, right? So, are we going to feel it right away? Are we going to feel that that change, or is it going to take a little more time to marinate to 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 be, I guess, more normal? Like it's it. Yeah. I don't know. I because I'm trying. I'm honestly, I'm struggling trying to figure that out. I, I don't know if it's going to happen right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. We're going to experience it. So I think with with how the world works nowadays, there's definitely uh, calls to action happen a lot faster now yeah. with social media and everything like that, um, as compared to back in the day. And so if you're saying if this, obviously this was happening, you know, how many years ago? Twenty. You can say twenty years ago, and then people thought it was going to be okay today and it's not right. But now I think the call to action is so clear and you know, that, that viral thing yeah. that happens whenever you go on the internet and all of a sudden that viral thing becomes a part of society, you know, mm-hmm. like that viral dance all of a sudden becomes a staple, a stamp in time that mm-hmm. this dance happened this year uh, and it was something viral. So it's going to be something similar to that in the sense that, like after this year, we know the majority of people know the whole world knows that this is right, this is wrong. Racial uh, issues and injustice is wrong. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world because obviously that line has been dealt with and we're dealing with it now. But I definitely feel like, you know, in five years, it's going to be clear like there's there's people that obviously want to be racist and then there's people that don't want to be racist. And then uh, those people are going to be shunned by a majority of the world because 
I think the majority is definitely going to stand up. And they are, actually. Yeah. The majority of the people are, are standing up. Do I think it's going to be completely eradicated? No, I don't. But do I feel mm-hmm. like the, uh, the attacks will definitely lessen up? I want to say that. Like, I, I'm very hopeful that that's the light I'm actually hoping for, yeah. is that the attacks and the death count and, and just the brutality uh, ends. You know, like, like you can still disagree with, with Black people, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to kill them. Like, like it should not ever resort to that. So that's the part that I'm saying will go down. As far as uh, racial indifferences, that's always going to be there. I don't think that's ever going to go away. You know, we discriminate whether we, whether we know it or not. Yeah. Um, that's, just, that's just part of how we think and how we are. Um, but it should never come at the cost of another person's life. Sure. You know, so that's that's just how I feel about the matter. Um, there's definitely there's definitely going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I would hate to say that we're doing all this and there is no light. Yeah. You know, yeah. then that that kind of means that we're doing a lot of nothing um, with no meaning to it. So uh, there's definitely a light. And I, I think the world sees the light. Uh, uh, the clear majority sees the light. Now it's just a matter of uh, breaking up the the old systems that were in yeah. place in order to to support the majority. Yeah, and um, and I think also you know like what what Tones was saying with the athletes having uh, such a strong platform, it also gives the athletes a lot of responsibility, not just to use the platform, but to even be an example. Like yeah. there was a percentage of how many NBA players that are registered to vote, and it was twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really low. Low. So very- so they have the responsibility even for them, right? For even for, for themselves, yeah. uh to be an example. Not just to not just for to use the social media platforms, to use their their platforms, but to even correct their, their own errors. And that's yeah. and I think using their right to vote. It's great that the the NBA players now and the NBA as a league supports the players because we saw the NFL with Kaepernick. Kaepernick, yeah. Yeah, right? He he lost his career for kneeling. I think, I think right? the NBA as a as an organization, yeah. um, they're probably the more advanced one of the three, considering baseball and Goodell with the NFL. I think it's also because of the the owners? Seventy percent of the players are it's a, the percentage African Americans. Yeah. And so it, it, it if if they're your asset, the owners also have to work with them because they're your assets, right? But if in the NFL and I think in major league baseball it's only seven percent black, they can probably feel like just wait for the NBA to trailblaze it and then maybe we'll follow, but they don't have that urgency. Mm-hmm. I think but, the NBA has the most international appeal. Exactly. Like and they, that, they have they have the most international appeal, meaning like everyone knows that it's the best league in the world for exactly. basketball. So they will go there. Um, mm. As far as like NFL, there's no other league in, in the world that in really world, competes with yeah. the NFL. You, well, you got the CFL in Canada, but that's not really much. Nah, you know? nah. So, <laughs> so it, it's like, it's like uh, everything else is kind of monopolized, yeah. meaning it's still part of the same system, corrupt yeah. system. Whereas mm. the NBA is actually exposed to how many different countries, how many different players represent, uh, are are represented in the NBA. So the NBA is more of a multinational company than the NFL, than the MLB, than any other uh, sport in in America. Yeah, and and, and I 
I think that um, if the NBA didn't do it, I don't think the other other leagues would have. They won't. They would have done it. Hell no. Especially the NFL. The NFL is so conservative. There's there's too much at stake in terms of you know I mean with uh, uh, politics. Yeah, and the and who and who the owners are are friends with. If you look at the um, like the NFL, like who owns these teams? A lot of them are old families, like the Rooney family, the crap. They've they've been rich for a long time. I'd say a good half of the NBA uh, owners are probably just gotten rich over the past 20 years. Like yeah. the owner of the Grizzlies, um, maybe Paul Allen when he was with Microsoft, Bomber, you know. They, they only made their money in the past maybe 20 years. So they have this forward thinking that, that's right. you know, it's not like I have old money. This is the way we do it. This, we'll keep it this way since the 1930s. Have you guys that- seen the Django? Oh yeah, yeah. The Django. Have you seen the movie Django with? Yeah. Uh, oh, the cartoon, the cartoon. No, the Django oh. with um, Jamie Fox. Oh, Django Unchained. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Leonardo, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, I talked to a lot of my my uh, African American friends about this, and they their opinion about the the NFL is it's very similar to that, and they call it yeah. modern day slavery for a yes. reason because you know the the owners. You can compare the owners of the NFL to plantation owners, like, right? Direct, right. Yeah. and what they did uh, back in the, the slavery times is they traded slaves yep. for mandingo fighting. Yes, right. You know who has the the strongest mandingo, and and uh, they it, it's essentially gladiators, right? Yes. So it's like you put them against each other. Who has the best? So now instead of killing people, you're you're putting two people in a ring to kill each other. And now they're just playing football. That's right. But you still treat them the same. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're still disposable. They're still, they're still, you know, in words, you yeah. know, for, for lack of a better word. But that's how they're looked at. And that's how the NFL runs it. Whereas if you look at the NBA, they definitely understand the concept of, uh, of liberation and appreciation of culture. Yeah. Rather than that's suppression. Way def- definitely. They are open for the channels to, to communicate, to hear them out. It, you know what I mean? This would... This, if they were like that, if the owners were like that, there would be no basketball. I have a, I have a friend from L.A. Um, he's a big uh, Oakland Raiders fan. Well, they're now the Las, Las Vegas Raiders, right? But during the, the time of Al Davis, if you're talking about plantation owners, the way they would draft players wasn't how skilled they were. It was how fast they could run. That's why he would get people like Raghib Ismael, um, Tim Brown. These are guys clocking at a certain speed, but they weren't necessarily the best guys. So he looked at his 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 offense almost like uh, buying horses, mm-hmm. and it was like that old mentality where he was coming mm-hmm. from, and that's why he ruined yeah. the franchise for decades because of his draft choices. And the mm-hmm. players can feel that; they can definitely feel that type I of energy so. from an owner. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. You know, whenever sure. owners treat you like that, or they talk to you in a certain way. Uh, you, you can definitely sense that type of thing. You no, know when a boss doesn't like us or when a boss just treats like shit and that just makes us work, you know, we know how that feels. And so I, what I grew, Yeah. I grew up in Texas and in Texas, football is almost like a religion. It's like yeah. that any given Sunday. Friday night lights. Yeah, Friday night. Friday's high school football, Saturday is college, and Sunday, Monday is pro. You have, a, you have like a four-day re- religious festival. Damn. <laughs> in football. Yeah, Texas is crazy. It's the, it's still the, it's still their this number one wild. sport. Yeah, for sure. It is. It makes the most right for them. You know what I mean. And the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in the NFL, even though they haven't won in twenty five years. 
Oh, Has it been 25 years? 1995 was their last. That's crazy. With, uh, with oh, Aikman. my God. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith uh, Michael Irvin. Was Dion there? No. Dion was with the, with the last one. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Is it 25 years already? They beat, they beat oh. the Steelers. Um, yeah. Pitts. Was that Pitts? Who was oh, the guy, God. their quarterback, who could run? He was, he was one of the first, like, Michael Vick. Yeah. Yeah, Cordell um, Stewart called. I know it's a bit old, Chris, but Cordell no, Stewart I, I was I like Cordell, yeah. he was like oh, after Randall Cunningham, after Randall yeah. Cunningham, and before Michael Vick, it was before Cordell. Vick, yeah. Yeah. Cordell Stewart. I do remember Cordell. Wow, I remember those yeah. days. It's been that long. It's been that long, and and they're the most. It's almost like the Knicks, I guess. Yeah, like the, the Cowboys are like the Knicks. They haven't won in a long time, but their value is just. Of course, I think it's even. They're more valuable than even like Real Madrid and all these other teams. Is it are really that that's, high? That's a, that's a, it's America's team. It's America's team. Yeah. That's why whenever they lose, it's like. <laughs> that's why Carmelo got out and went to Portland, you know. Well, luckily Portland got him. But I mean, I think the pressure got to him as well, you know. Poor guy. I just think the Knicks are just really bad, poorly run. Yeah. Yeah. Management really runs. That's it. It's, yeah, it's when, really when, the business that has destroyed the franchise and the people they hire, how they let the boss, the owner have so much pull in the decisions. It's a poor mm-hmm. franchise. Well, it's not a poor franchise. I mean, in a- terms of decision making. It's a bad franchise. But, and yeah. it's such a, it sucks because New York is the biggest media market in, in the U.S. And but, you have the Yankees, yeah, you have the Giants. and that, the That's Knicks. why KD chose, chose exactly. Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn. And, and that's the one. The Brooklyn's owner, he's, he's the owner, what percentage of Alibaba? He's a young guy. Young guy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, he's not like the old rich that only want to do the, the things the old way. So that's, that's the nice thing about the NBA. A lot of young owners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could own one team. You can yeah, buy point zero zero three percent You still let's make try, a lot of let's money. Let's try a PBA team first. <laughs> let's try to own a PBA team. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Gino, you go first, Gino. <laughs> Gino. I, I, I would love to own any team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right now. Any team. MP- I, would, I would love to have an MPBL team. But I'm trying to pull a LaMelo ball. Buy <laughs> the Morocco bolts. Buy the team later. Are you playing now? I saw, um, I went to a gym and I saw uh, um, a, the, one of the courts and they had te- five on five. They had 10 players on, on the court. What? Where is this? I'm not going to say where. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it was a real game? <laughs> oh. Nah. Wait, I know, Tones, I know yeah, where you work out, and I know, I know which team practices there. I know what teams practice there, too. <laughs> it ain't a secret. <laughs> I know where you work out, Tones. I wasn't allowed to use my phone. I was like, yo, is this allowed? Aren't all the gyms closed? <laughs> not uh, I thought they were closed too, and I was like, "Yo, what's going on?" And I was yeah, like, there's more people going around now. I've, yeah, I've no, noticed it over the past week. I've actually i I was uh, going around today. I was riding. I was riding my bike around, and um, 
it seems like it's back to normal, to exactly. be honest with you. Yeah. I, I went to that, I went to that uh, on my bike. I went to that um, drive-in, drive-in movie. Oh, shit. Where? In Mall of Asia? In Mall of Asia. Okay. Oh, so, was- well, I didn't watch because they didn't, they didn't allow motorcycles in. Um, because what? you have to have a, you, well, you have to have a car because you're, you're, you have to put your radio station radio. To, for yeah, the audio, to, yeah. for, for the audio because there's no audio. Otherwise, no Bluetooth headset or you know, nothing like, that? like like silent like disco. No. Yeah, yeah. No. no, so it's like going down there. There was, I mean, there was no traffic, so it was Sunday. But there was like so many people around that area. Like it was like it felt a little uneasy being around so many people. Oh, that God. I'm, I was glad I had my helmet on, my mask on, and I was on a bike. So I. I socially distant from from people how big is that screen how big is the the movie screen it's pretty big like a concert you mean like a full uh well it's it's in the concert grounds right so if it's where um like when there's concerts in moa that's not in the arena they have it there okay um it's like between solaire yeah it's closer to it's closer to you know that that big Viking? Like big ball. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, Viking. yeah, yeah. It's, near, ball. it's a cross Vikings. Vikings. Okay. Okay, yeah. By, by the water. By the water. Yeah, it's by the water. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So and it's, how do you oh, okay. park? You just park in the... So, yeah, so you, you pay. You pay like 400 bucks, I think, per car to get in. Um, Your car is then, on the whole time? That's what I asked, right? So I, I asked them, uh, do you require people to turn off the engine? Yeah. To shut the engine? They said no. Oh, man. So that's not good. Yeah, it's not. So <laughs> emissions the, uh, wise, yeah. emissions wise, right? So you're you're because I guess it's it's warm, so they want the AC turned on. Of course. No, man, that's not gonna be good at all. Imagine if like all the cars were like you can't turn them on, and like midway through the movie, you're like, <laughs> damn, I can't hey, finish man. this, man. I should have stayed home and watched movie. Netflix. <laughs> Hey, midway through the movie, people doing that anyways. <laughs> like yeah. people are like taking their shirts <laughs> off, like airing off. Like <laughs> you, you know, you know, Gino's got a Star X with the bed. <laughs> you know, maybe the bed's wet with my sweat. <laughs> you know, he paid four hundred not for the movie. <laughs> that's that's the that's the new uh, quick quick service motels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I'll do the up the Daniel house on me all the time. Hey, she's my COVID tester. <laughs> yeah, right. I think a lot of guys will do that, huh? They'll just pay 400, sit in the yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's not like, how much, Tones, how much is a motel room for, per hour? Is it like 250, 350, right? Depends. Like, yeah, I don't know. Depends. I, don't know. Depends. I, I, I live well, alone. Well, I don't act <laughs> like this is a new thing, man. Driving <laughs> to the 70s. Oh, oh, you know, yo, everyone's going to have, oh, man, this is crazy. But going back to Daniel House, I think he started something that's really cool. Because, like, imagine if, let's say, you were married and, and you have a side girl and you don't want anyone to know. You say, hey, just put on these scrubs. And people see you walking around with a COVID test. Oh, <laughs> she's not my girlfriend. She she's just gonna give me a little swab up here. <laughs> until every, until everyone got uh, until their everyone own. got their own personal yeah. COVID, you know, COVID testers. testers. And then it's like, what's going on? Yeah. I I need one every like thirty minutes. So, <laughs> all right, guys, uh, we'll watch the game tonight or later on. Yeah, it's in uh, it's in three hours, two and a half hours. Half hours. I know. Chris Good luck, Chris. 
Good luck. Good luck. Thanks. Let's go I'll Clippers. <laughs> you guys are all Denver. I wanted to go seven yes. games. I wanted to go seven games. Okay. It's going to go seven games. Okay, um, wait. We have one more question for, for the three of you. Do you think Giannis will stay or he's going to move on? What do you think? Like, what's, what's your hunch? Final? Final decision on that? Yeah. I think he's going to stay for now because he's scared. Yeah. I think he's going to stay for now. At least maybe sign a two-year deal. One-year deal, two-year deal. One plus one. Mm-hmm. I think with social media, he's going to leave. There's going to be so much pressure on him. And this kid is like, you know what? Fuck this. Katie did it. LeBron did it first. I'm going to think he. I don't think he's built like that. Yeah, he's different, right? If, if you're in Milwaukee, will you allow him to walk? Or would you want something in return? Oh, yeah. You're going to want something. So which is midway through next season. Yeah. Yeah. So sign a one-year extension plus a player yeah. player option after. Yeah, I think that's a fair, that's a fair. And if and if it's still if he still can't get past, if he still doesn't make the finals, then he walks. Then he walks. Yeah, they want the finals appearance. Yeah. That's a that's exactly what they want. So, so you don't. I can see him stand. You don't think the big market teams will try to bully their not way yet. to to get not a yet. trade? I mean, I, mean, I don't think in the summer, but yeah, they're going to midway try. through next season. They're, they're going to try, like, but yeah. but I think. But I think I think Milwaukee will settle for a one plus one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the situation now, yeah. the NBA is yeah. up in the air. You know, no one knows when there's going to be fans again. Uh, the the league is hopefully January restarts uh, for the new season, but we don't know it's, if it's going to be financially feasible. You know yeah. what I mean? And and safe for for the fans and for the players. So, uh, but we'll have to wait and see and find out. But I think Giannis you. being 25 years old, he's still probably going to yeah, push that yeah. plus one. Unlike KD, I think when KD was, was thinking about it, he was already at 28, 29, I think. Yeah. yeah. So this time. Yeah. Chris is what? What are you, Chris? 20? 21? Shoot. No, I'm 30 now. 30. <laughs> Chris, Chris 30 now. Yeah, Chris looking for the money. <laughs> I am, actually. My free agency year was supposed to be next year. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that got pushed back to 2022. So we'll see how hey, this goes. We we saw Kev and Keith get like huge deals. Yeah. So yeah. you'll get yours. You'll be fine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a matter of time. Yeah. I think uh, they definitely don't want to let me go at Morocco. So I think that's where my leverage is. Yeah. And um, you know, at that point, it's it's a business move. It's like I'm 30. By the time I finish my contract, 32. Now it's it's really time to to get what I need and, yeah. and try to get some championships as well. So, or you could just change your birth certificate, the birth or the birth date. You know, make it like night. Shoot, my birth changing my birthday don't change the cells in my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only LeBron. It only applies Man. to LeBron. Right. If I had yeah. a couple million, then I could get some right. procedures done. But yeah, he's, don't he's work like a that. Million, man. that. That guy is no joke on another level. But yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, Gino, where can we catch you? I know you have a, a podcast. You have a show as well on Tuesdays. Yeah. So Jump Through Hoops Tuesdays on the Jump Through Hoops um, Facebook page. And that's at 7 p.m. And then Game Now on Saturdays at 11 a.m. And you have some moto, what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- moto deal. Like mo- mo- a lot of people. So I can't believe how many people ride motorcycles now. It's insane. Yeah. 
insane. Yeah. It's a new sport. It's insane, like, number of people. Um, and if there's people out there that want to get motorcycles, there's motodeal.com.ph. Uh, we sell all kinds of different bikes. I mean, and it's, we, it's not like we're selling the bikes. They're not ours. So we, we link you up with, we link you up with um, dealers, d- different dealers. Yeah. So you can do the research on one website, um, find a dealership for, in one website, and buy the bike on one website and have it delivered to your house. Nice. That's a, a, a pretty good deal. Oh, that's awesome. dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous. <laughs> you, go, go, go ask, uh, I don't know if I can name the PBA players. Who <laughs> oh, I know all of them. <laughs> I, I definitely know all of them. We're, 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 I, I'm in one thread with them, so I'm like, all right, yeah. I don't know. I, you could tell that they're a little uneasy. I think that I'm there because they're like, "Is Gino gonna do a, like do anything with this information?" Like, guys, just no, no. Good. Nah, I know the, I mean, the PDA groups. Yeah, some of them are open about it, right? But I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's sure. the vets. It's the vets that are that are okay with it because they mm-hmm. they have a deal. They mm-hmm. they have a deal. If if <laughs> JC was telling me if something happens. Um, the team doesn't pay you. <laughs> yeah, no, really. They won't cover your charges or that's, they won't that's cover, the deal. cover anything. So. Like what happened with Jay Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, I, well, some of the retired guys ride pretty fast. I can't keep up with them. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll get there someday, but right now I'm on my yeah, little 125 no, CC, you know. <laughs> hey, 125, you can go fast on a 125, man. Yeah, I'd be hitting the, you know, 65 to 70 to an hour, you know, <laughs> right here on C5. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a one of my best friends. He has a he has a Ducati uh, Scrambler, and I, and he he had a video of, of going on on S-Lex, and I asked him what was the fastest he ever pushed it on S-Lex. He goes, at 180, I was already scared. Dude, that's fast, man. One, yeah, first of all, scary. he There's said speed- when he hit 160, he said he still felt safe. But as he started going towards 180, he you said know which, he could. He thought he was gonna fly off the bike. So he, he was it the up. was it the one was it the 800 cc? You know? I know it's 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 six. It's faster than a 600. But it, yeah, he 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 said it. He that was the first time he felt like he he wouldn't have been able to, to keep yeah, that speed and, at 180. And anything anything over 170, you're just hanging yeah. on. Yeah, you're, that's what he felt like. He yeah. said, "Remember that scene in um in Mission Impossible when uh when Tom Cruise is on that plane and the plane takes yeah. off when he's hanging off by his finger, he goes, I I had that moment for like two that's, seconds and he had to slow that's, down.' That's why the sport bikes are like that. Right? Yes, that's, you have to go down. If you're not if you're yeah. seated in a scrambled yes. position, yeah. it feels like you're just hanging on. Shit, hell no. Nope. No. I mean, no. me even just driving a car. Uh, no." 180 on South Super, I feel like I'm going to fly, man. Like, Well, first of all, there's a speed limit at yeah. 100. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if you ever want to do 180, the magic hour, of course, I don't advise it to anyone. I only advise it to people because my, my cousin's a pro racer. He races for the Vios Cup. It was a magic hour. Oh, it was a three-day uh, Carlos Loinas. I, yeah, I raced against Carlos. Yeah. So it was, it was a three-day weekend. This guy is not afraid of anything. I don't know where he got his cojones from, but it was a three-day weekend. It was early Monday morning at 2 a.m. So nobody was coming from the south to the north. South Super was just like a 
it was like a straight. <laughs> and and he had this old galant. It was like a a 1992 galant, but he put a twin turbo in it. Mm. And I it was the first time I ever was on South Super when things were getting like blurry, kind of like you know, like in the Fast and Furious, where <laughs> like that. I was like, and he was just calm. He go, this is where I feel calm. I'm like, I I guess <laughs> you feel calm. Oh, Carlos, Carlos is quick, man. He's quick on the he's, track. He's he's also good in his bike too, man. Like yeah, I, I he's supposed to be a better uh, rider than he is uh, a driver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Uh, that guy's not afraid of anything, man. Jeez. Send him my send him my regards. I will. I will. He's my god brother too, so we're yeah. really close. Oh that, yeah. So, tell him what's up, man. All right, Chris. How can we get in touch with you? Yep, at New Eleven New Instagram and Twitter. And uh, that's about it at the moment. Uh, be ready for my clothing line coming out called Gifted. Nice. Yep. We okay. are, yeah, we are uh, putting together some shirts and some other, um, you know, kind of like streetwear it, it, type stuff. Gifted? Gifted, yeah. Gifted. G-F-T-D. Oh, uh, we're nice. just give, no giving the, little, nice. the mission me. that everyone is gifted <laughs> and they all have a gift. Is that what the and, girl said uh, to you? <laughs> and you tell you what's going to say. That's exactly what. <laughs> <laughs> so use that in whichever way you choose to. Wear the shirt proudly. <laughs> How the fuck are you going to sell that? <laughs> hey, girl. I'm gifted. Dude, I'm going to use that the next time I get a swap hey. test. <laughs> my shirt? Yeah. The lion. The lion. Is it, is it out already? No. Uh, no, not yet. So we're actually supposed to launch this September, uh, the end of this month. So we uh, nice. We're taking pre-orders though. We got some okay, pre-orders. where where can we find uh, designs and stuff? Yeah. So we have an Instagram page, GFTD. Oh no, uh, hey, GFTD. Let me. I'm gonna check now. GFTD. GFTD uh, underscore PH. Oh, okay. I see it. Oh, nice, see nice logo. That. Just new. So, nice yeah, logo. that's gonna be uh, coming soon. So nice. I'll definitely, I'll definitely make sure you guys get some of that. Nice. Yeah, come cool, on, come cool, on cool. our, come on our radio show when you, when you got that settled in. So. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, show. Are these and, U.S. Uh, sizes or or Asian sizes? So U.S. sizes. U.S. sizes. Okay. Yep. And then we can deliver it straight to your place. Nice. Nice. Oh, there we go. Gifted extra small. Well, you shouldn't have an extra small if you're gifted, right? No, but what if it's just your body, but not the... (laughs) Then you're gifted in different... You're gifted in another way. You said you got the Washington Monument down there. (laughs) (laughs) Support support local. I like that. Support support local. local. Yeah. Yeah, well, let, let us know when it when it launches, so uh, we'll, we'll sure, support it. Sure. We'll, we'll get a shirt. For sure. Yes, sir. Uh, Javier. You can reach my Instagram, Decipher25, same with my Twitter handle, and then the, the details are in the link. All right. Yeah, and, that's pretty uh, much it. Don't forget, you can uh, subscribe and uh, download and listen to the rest of uh, the podcast right here on the thepodcastnetwork.asia. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the fan asia and you can email the fan asia at gmail.com and that's just about it and we'll uh, see you guys next week take care yeah.